0: Embrace Today is brought to you by whole house ministries host a pre curry will inspire listeners to embrace their today with hope and expectation with a focus of bringing about freedom healing and restoration through the word of God. John 16 33 says I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart I have overcome the world. i am a pre curry host of embrace today where we embrace our today with hope and expectation through the word of god this evening we're going to be coming from galatians chapter 5 verses 7 through 10 again that's galatians chapter 5 verses 7 through 10 let us pray father in the name of jesus lord we thank you for this day god We thank you for another opportunity for us to come together, Lord, and hear what your word has to say to us individually, God. I pray, God, that as your word goes forth, Lord, I pray that it will penetrate our hearts, Lord. I pray that it will draw us closer to you and to each other, Lord. I pray that it will give us more of a confidence and more boldness, Lord, to walk in the identity and the calling in which you have called each and every one of us to. I pray, God, that you give us the power and the boldness to be who you have called us to be wherever you have placed us, God. I pray, God, that we understand that ministry is not just on Sunday or on a specific day day Lord but our lives are supposed to be ministry God and so each and every place that we go each and every person that we encounter God I pray that they are able to see you within us oh God I pray God that as the word goes forth that we will hold on to it and that we will hold on to it and never let it go God that we will cherish it that we will believe it and that we will walk in it each and every day of our lives God father we need you and we love you we thank you and we praise you In Jesus' name, amen. So in sports, there's something common known to the players as watching film or watching tape. So the goal of this practice that the players have is so that they can watch their opponents. They want to learn their strengths. They want to learn their weaknesses. They want to learn their habits. They want to learn everything that they can learn about their coming-up opponent you see their goal is to be proactive they want to be proactive so that when it's their time to face the opponent they know exactly where to hit exactly where to guard they know exactly where to block and they know when to move you see all of these things that they want to know is with them having a goal in mind of stopping their opponent in their tracks amen you see This can be beneficial in many aspects, but where it can go wrong is when one is too busy watching their opponent's strengths, trying to see their opponent's weaknesses, and calling out their bad habits more than they examine their own. Amen again. You see, at times, we can run down every single thing about our opponent. We can run down their strengths. We can run down their weaknesses. We can run down their habits. We can run down how they dress, how they talk, how they live, and even how they think, all while overlooking, dismissing, and even approving some of our own bad habits. Let me get an amen again. You see at times we need to take time and do like the education system do and evaluate ourselves we need to evaluate where we are and where we have come from we need to evaluate we need to do what they do in the beginning of the school year where they take the test and so they give the children the test so they can see what the children know and what the children need to work on and so then during the school year They begin to evaluate the children again with a progress report. So this isn't the final report, this is the in-between mark where we can let you know where you have gotten where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and what you need to work on so that you can get better before you get the final mark. Amen? And then comes the final results. The final results that let you know where you have come from the quarter. So that'll let you know where you have gone from the beginning when you took the test, to where you are at the end of either the first, second, or third quarter, amen? You see, we need to get like the education system and begin to evaluate ourselves so we won't trick ourselves into thinking that we know how to do things, that we can stay away from things, and that we are in a specific place, position, or posture that we aren't really in, amen? Failing to evaluate ourselves can cause us to miss the point that we begin to take in the first place. You see, we begin to miss the point, we begin to miss that point, we begin to miss the point where we took a turn. We don't see and don't remember the point where we was going on and in the direction in which we were supposed to be going and then something abruptly caused us to turn and when we fail to evaluate ourselves, we'll miss the point on when we failed to make when we failed to continue straight and made the turn. Amen. We'll miss when things began to take a turn. We miss when the bad habits started. We miss when our minds began to be consumed. We'll miss the point and when something shifted us from going on the path in which we were called to go on, from sitting in the identity in which we were called to sit in, to being connected to the place we were supposed to be connected to, from disconnecting from the place and people we were supposed to disconnect from we'll miss the point when we fail to evaluate ourselves we'll miss it but When we begin to evaluate ourselves, when we begin to evaluate our businesses, when we begin to evaluate our habits, and when we begin to evaluate our spending and our beliefs, we can look in the mirror and blow the whistle and recognize that there's been an interference. Something has stepped in on me. Something has creeped its way into my life. Something has creeped its way into my mind. Something has creeped its way into my space and began to cause me to do, say, and think things that I I know I shouldn't be doing, saying, and thinking. Yet and still, if we fail to examine ourselves, we won't recognize it. But when we recognize this, it allows us to review our tape. It allows us to check out our own strengths. It allows us to check out our own weaknesses. It allows us to check out our own habits. But not only that, it gives us an opportunity to do something about it. You see, because there's a lot of people that know that they do things that they shouldn't do, yet and still they continue to walk forward and do the thing that they know that they shouldn't do. But when we want to get things right, when we want to move in the direction in which we were called to, when we are attempting to follow the mission, the vision, the dream, when we are walking down the path and the purpose in which God has called us to, we have to do something about those results that we get when they aren't quite aligned to where we should be. It gives us the opportunity to do something about it. You see, the opponent, the one that targets you, the one that would love for you to continue making the same mistake, they would want to, the, the target wants you, you are the target. So the one that's targeting wants you to ignore your tape want you not to look at your life, Want you to continue to ignore, Want you to continue to move past those things that you know you shouldn't be doing, that you know you shouldn't be saying, that you know you shouldn't be thinking because you are walking in a power and an authority that comes from God above. So you shouldn't be thinking that you're worthless and you shouldn't be thinking that you have no reason to be here on earth. You shouldn't be thinking that you don't have purpose and you shouldn't be thinking that your family don't need you and you shouldn't be thinking that you are on that journey for no reason you shouldn't be thinking that you are positioned in that place for no reason you shouldn't be thinking that you have to continue to hang with the people that bring you down we shouldn't have those thoughts but when we fail to examine our tape those thoughts will continue to linger and then soon our actions will follow so if I think I'm worthless I'm going to do things that worthless people do I'm not going to look at myself as having any value, so I'm not going to care anything about my life. But our opponent, our opponent wants us to continue ignoring the tape. If he, if the opponent wants us to continue ignoring the tape so that we can continue going down the wrong path or so that we can review the tape and sit in guilt and sit in shame or sit in embarrassment because of what we've seen on the video. Sometimes our actions and or inactions can cause us to be so ashamed and embarrassed or walk in guilt that we just hide in a shell. And then we just re-identify ourselves to something that God has not called us to be, to walk in, into an identity in which he has called us opposite. And so we have to begin to stand strong, begin to review ourselves and be honest and begin to do something about those mistakes that we have made. Which leads me to this evening's topic, moving past the mess-ups. We can all look at our lives and see some mess-ups. It's easy for us to point and look at other people's lives and want to point out the mess-ups that they did, especially if they did something to us. But if we can be honest with ourselves, we need to take a look in the mirror and look at ourselves and see what areas of our lives that we have messed up. What areas in our lives do we need to move past? You see, I'm not talking about burying it as if it never happened. But I'm saying identify what happened, how did you get there, and then what do you need to do to move forward so you don't go back? You see, we have to move past the mess-ups. Why? Because God has created us to do a work. God has created us to live in a particular identity. God has called us to go out into the world to proclaim his gospel to others. And if we are living in guilt and shame and if we are living in embarrassment, we are not going to go out and be who God has called us to be. Our business was set up by God so that us Christians can run the business in which God has called us to run the way that he has called us to run it. We are set up in positions in order for us to be who God has called us to be so we can speak life into those people that are feeling lifeless, that are feeling hopeless. We have to move past our mess up so that we can help others come up out of theirs. Amen. And far too often, we are surrounded by people that don't know how to move past their mess ups. They don't know how. They don't know what to do. Their emotions and their feelings have overtaken them, have overcome them, and they need help. They need somebody that has the strength, that can come alongside them and believe God for them so that they can move past the mess up. Amen? And so we have to move past our mess ups, not just for us, but for those people God has called us to. For those people that are surrounding us each and every day. For those people that we will encounter each and every day that we may not ever see again. That we may not ever speak to again. God has called us to move past our mess ups so that we can assist others. This ain't about us y'all. Your business might have been a good idea for you. You might have thought you had a came up with it on your own. God prepared that. That nonprofit, God prepared that. That position, that job that you know you ain't qualified for, yet you got it. God prepared that. And so we have to get to the place to where we are moving past our mess up. So how do we move past our mess ups? So let's look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 7. It says, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? So when we want to move past our mess ups, the first thing we have to do is examine the disruption. You see, Paul starts off saying, y'all were running a good good race. Y'all started off well. But somewhere along the line, somebody disrupted you. Somebody came in and cut in on the race. I remember when we used to play kickball as kids, with my cousins, we would kick the ball. And if somebody got in the way or we didn't like how far the ball went or how close it came or if we, even if we knew we was getting ready to get out, we would say interference. We would make up an interference saying that somebody interfered in our play that we, so that we couldn't make the play that we were getting ready to make. You see, when we are moving past mess ups, we have to examine where did this go wrong? Who he says, who cut in on you? And although Paul knew who had cut in on them, he needed them to realize that someone had cut in on you. Who cut in on you? Who disrupted what you were doing? Where was the transition? Because if we are trying to move past a mess up, yet we aren't identifying where the mess up is, what will happen is we'll continue going down that same path. And it'll be a cycle of us continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again. Why? Because we didn't examine the disruption. Where was the interruption? Where did things take a turn? And you see, oftentimes things start off good. We get a good business plan, a good idea, a good job. We move to a new city. We get a a new house, a new apartment. Oh, I want to get this. Everything sounds good. We get a new job. Everything, I'm going to save my money. I'm going to do this budget. Everything always starts off good. They start with good ideas. And those good ideas typically start when you don't got nothing. So when you're broke, busted, and disgusted, you have all of these ideas of what you would do if you had, right? Then you get and you start off good. But then along the way, somehow, we begin feeling ourselves and we somehow don't identify where we've shifted. Our mind is no longer focused on the goal, on the mission, on the purpose, on the intent in which it was when we started. And so we'll find ourselves broke, We'll up, find ourselves with an eviction notice. We'll find ourselves being wrote up at work, being demoted, find ourselves single. I mean, we'll find ourselves in a relationship that we like, how did I get here? When we don't identify the interruption, we will continue to make the same mistakes. So we have to make sure that the way we start a thing, if I'm starting it good and I'm starting it strong, I'm gonna continue it good and continue it strong. And how I'm gonna do that is by examining myself and when I see there's been a disruption or there's something that's not right, or maybe something that I don't even think will work because I'm looking in the future, I'm prophetically thinking about what could happen if X, Y, and Z. And so I'll have to examine myself to make sure that there's not gonna be an interruption. You see, interruptions, they take us off track. And they usually go, normally, almost always, against the truth. They usually almost always go against the mission, the vision. They almost always go against that. I like the idea that Paul states who, who interrupted you, who caused this disruption, right? Because oftentimes it is something or someone we're persuaded by something or someone, whether it be in person, on TV, on social media, we're often persuaded by things. But I'm going to challenge us tonight. How often are you the one interrupting you? How often is it you not believing that God that you can do what God said you can do that you can go where God said you could you can go that you are in the position in which God has positioned you that you are in the place where God has placed you but yet you start talking yourself out of being in the place and doing the thing that God has called you to why because you don't believe that you are who God says you are why because you really don't believe the word of God you can say the word of God you You can quote the word of God. Yet, when it comes to believing the word of God, there's something quite not right about it with you. Because we began to walk in guilt and shame and embarrassment. But when we understand God and we understand this gift of grace, this gift of undeserved favor, none of us deserve it. We are all jacked up. We all have mess ups and we're going to have some more mess ups. That's why we need to know how to deal with mess ups. God is quick and just to forgive. But we have to begin believing the word of God for ourselves. You see, they started along following the truth, the word of God. That's what they were following, the truth. But yet they allowed these other people to come in and, and, and take them off of the path of truth to walking a knockoff path, a path that was created by by them. We have to get to the place to where we're not allowing other people to disrupt our path, to disrupt our journey, but that we're also not allowing ourselves to be that person that's knocking us off the journey. You see, you have to believe the word of God. It's, it's not enough just to know it. It's not enough to just quote it. But you really have to believe it. And not just believe it for other people, but you got to believe the word of God for yourself. God didn't write the Bible for everybody but you. We are a part of those who in which the word of God is written for. In which Jesus died on the cross for. In which the Holy Spirit came for. We are all a part of it. So we have to get past that place to where we're not just quoting the word and and saying the word, but that we are not only believing it for others, but we're believing it for ourselves too. Remember, we have to move past these mess ups. We got stuff to do. Our mind needs to be clear. We need to know the direction in which we are going. So that when these people come, when someone comes and try to interfere, we can say interference. They in my way, I got somewhere to go. And you can push past those things. you can begin to walk in that power and authority in what you have with confidence. Because you're walking in the power and authority that God has for you. So when you begin to make deals at the business table, when you come up with the plan at the nonprofit, when you begin to make ideas and make shifts in the community, when you get on your job and begin to reject those things that has always been that are not working yet, people don't want to let them go. When you get to that place, you are walking in the confidence and the boldness that God has called you to. And so we're called to come and transform things in this world. And we have to move past our mess-ups. We can't sit in guilt or shame and embarrassment. We have to move past those things. But in order for us to stay past them, we have to examine the disruption. Amen? And so in verses 8 and 9, it says, That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. So remember, in the beginning of Galatians, he said the God that called you. God called them. God chose you. God is not going to choose you just to mess you up. God is not going to choose you to to push you in the opposite direction in which he wants you to go. When God calls you, he is going to lead you. So it says that, that, that type of persuasion doesn't come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. And remember a few episodes back, I said sometimes we dismiss the power of persuasion, the persuasion of our culture, the persuasion of our world, the persuasion of people. We sometimes dismiss that persuasion and think we just have this power to overlook it. But guess what? We have to know the power of little. So when we're moving past these mess ups, we have to number one, examine the disruption But then too, we have to know the power of little. It says a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. A little, just a little, gonna get through the whole thing. Small things can cause big damage, right? Small things can cause big damage. We sometimes dismiss things when it's just a little. Oh, it's just a little. I'm just going to do a little bit. Oh, it's just this one time. We often dismiss the power of a little. But when we let a little in, a little can destroy. It can destroy the vision. It can destroy the mission. It can destroy the body. It can destroy the business. It can destroy the family, the community. A little can destroy a lot of things. And so we have to know the power of a little when we're trying to move past the mess ups. You see, we might be able to do a little chocolate cake here. But when it comes to the steak, we can't handle ourselves with the steak like we could do the chocolate cake. So sometimes we just need to not even have the steak at all because we know we can't do a little. And we know we don't need it. And so we have to understand what a little can do. A little can destroy a whole lot of things. A little can destroy and take you off the path that God has you on. A little can take you far, far, far away from the voice of God, from the hand of God, from the move of God. A little can take you far away. We have to know the power of a little. We can't think that we have it all together or that we can do this in our own power. Because we can't. The enemy, remember, you're the target. The enemy wants to trap you. And he can do that by just giving you a little bit. He may not give you the girl. He'll let you look at the girl. And the girl will keep walking by. Next thing you know, you got the whole girl. The the enemy may not give you. He may not say, here, buy the whole thing. But he'll say, here, you can afford this. It's $10 a month for the next 92 months, knowing you can't afford it and you paying triple quadruple of what you would have originally paid. So we have to remember that little things can cause damage and just because it looks little on the surface doesn't mean that you can handle it. That's why it's important for us to stay aligned with the Word of God and begin to allow our discernment to grow and develop so that we can have the wisdom to know when things might look good and sound good, we'll know that they are not good for us and we'll be able to move forward and keep walking down the path that God has called us to walk on. We won't be swayed left and right and we won't be confused and going every which way because we know that we have heard from God. We know the plan that God has for us and even if we decide even if we feel like we don't understand something, we have the word of God that we can always go to to get clarity. Amen? And so we have to move past those mess ups. We have to examine the disruption. We have to know the power of of a little and the damage that it can do to each and every one of us. But lastly, let's look at verse 10 says, I am confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. So when we are moving past the mess ups, we have to examine the disruption. We have to know the power of little. But then lastly, we have to chase clarity and not confusion. You see, God gives clarity god is not calling that he's not the author of confusion and like i said a minute ago when you begin to feel confused you need to step back that's not god and get in that word and begin to see and gain clarity because it's there when you are confused about anything you need not move forward or make any decisions because that's not of god you need to be clear and have clarity and i'm not saying you're going to have all of the details cuz sometimes you won't know something but you will still know that god is calling you to move that's clarity and so you have to get to the point that to know that the one that is targeting you that one brings conclu- brings confusion but the goal is clear the mission is clear the vision is clear the makeup is clear the direction is clear but confusion is unclear, and that's not your portion. It is not God's desire for you to walk into something confused, not knowing what's going on. When you walk into something, you will have confidence that God has placed you there. You may not know all of the details, but you know that God has you here. And because you know that God has you here, you can be confident. And so you don't need all the details. All you need to know is that you are obedient in what God has called you to do, what he has called you to say, where he has called you to go and who he has called you to be amen and so god gives and brings clarity through the holy spirit anyone bringing confusion is not of god anyone bringing confusion to the family not of god anyone bringing confusion to the community not of god anyone bringing confusion to the school system not of god Anyone bringing confusion to the nonprofit, not of God. Anyone bringing confusion to the business, not of God. You bringing confusion to yourself, not of God. And so we have to understand that we are targets. I said this a few weeks ago. We are targets. There is an enemy that is attempting to take us down. And the enemy will use whomever, wherever, however to take you down so you best believe that when the person closest to you get to acting don't be surprised that they may be being used but guess what you gotta stay focused don't be confused because it's not the person. It's the spirit behind the person. So you better stay focused and begin to fight your battles in prayer. You got to begin to fight your battles with the word of God because you are going to have to stand against anything that that enemy is throwing at you. But you can't do it if you're confused about who the enemy is. Amen. You see the enemy he targeted. He targeted. Jesus in the wilderness attempted to interfere the journey that he was on. But Jesus knew the mission. He was able to combat that interference with the truth that he knew and the truth that he believed. Jesus did it. And that's how we are able to do it. We can't move past mess ups through our own power. We ain't got it like that. Is greater is he that is in me. That's he that is in the world. Not greater is me that is in me. Because I can't do it. I've tried. Actually on multiple occasions. But I can't do it. I can't move past the mess ups. I can't walk in the authority and the power and in the boldness in which God gives me. I can't do that when I try to do it on my own. So how do we do it? How do we move past the mess ups? We don't do it by living in guilt, shame, and embarrassment. But we do it by examining the disruption, by knowing the power of little, and by chasing clarity and not confusion. And so as we close this evening, i just like to go over this passage that I utilize when I do my self-examinations. It's Psalm 139 verses 23 through 24 it says search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting again that's psalm 139 23 through 24 search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We can't do it on our own, family. We must seek guidance and strength from the Lord if we want to be successful in moving past our mess-ups. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in to Embrace Today. You can further connect with Whole House Ministries by viewing our website at www.wholehouse.org, liking Whole House Ministries on Facebook, and following IMEpre on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. Be blessed and embrace, and embrace your, your today.